power. In the morning, crack of dawning, now I'm yawning. Wipe the cold out my eye. See who's this page of me and why. It's my nigga Pop from the barber shop. Told me he was in the gambling spot and heard the intricate plot. A niggas wanna stick me like fly paper neighbor. Slow down, love, please chill, drop the caper. Remember them niggas from the hill up in Brownsville that you rolled dice with? Yeah, my nigga fame up in prospect Nah, them my niggas, nah, love wouldn't disrespect I didn't say them, they schooled me to some niggas that you knew from back when When you was clocking minor figures Now they heard you blowing up like nitro And they wanna stick the knife through your windpipe slow So, thank fame for warning me, cause now I'm warning you I got the Mac, nigga, tell me what you gonna do Damn, niggas wanna stick me for my paper Damn, niggas wanna stick me for my paper Damn Niggas wanna stick me for my paper. Damn. Niggas wanna stick me for my paper. They heard about the Rolexes and the Lexus with the Texas lights and plates out of state. They heard about the pounds you got down in Georgetown. And they heard you got half Virginia locked down. They even heard about the crib you bought your mom South Florida, the fifth corridor. Called the coroner. There's gonna be a lot of slow singing. Welcome to the 26th episode of the Hip Hop Rejects. It's your boy Royalty. Yo, it's your boy Young, Fly Than the Rest. We are the Hip Hop Rejects. This is an all hip hop podcast. And all we talk about on this podcast is hip-hop related material. And tonight, we got a special guest joining us tonight. Keeper? What it do? What it do, people? Keep a roughing in the building, man. What's happening, fellas? How y'all doing, Roy? To keep what it do, man. Young Fly in the Reds. Hey, we chilling, bro, man. Glad to have you back on the show, you know. Man, it's my pleasure to politics with some extraordinary gentlemen, man. This, you know what I mean? I've been waiting on this time, so, you know, I, I cleared out the schedule to make sure I can politics with some good brothers, man. How y'all been, bro? Man, we've been good, man. You know, kicking it, living life. Great, 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 great. That's that's a great thing. That's always a great thing. Well, we're getting into this evening, gents. I'm ready to rock and roll. All right, man. So we got to get into some housekeeping real quick. Um, so first off, we're going to start out, uh, last week we just introduced, uh, now we're doing, uh, Audible as a way to support the podcast. And so I want to give a little breakdown of how this works, uh, works for the listeners. So, uh, just so you guys know, Audible is offering you, offering to listen to this podcast, a trial of its services for 30 days using our link, uh, audibletrial.com forward slash the hip hop rejects. Basically how it works is you get a free audio book. When you sign up, you can choose from over 180,000 books. Uh, different audio books. Um, I know, young. I checked out the, uh, the Notorious C.O.P. Uh, so basically, what that book is is basically about. Uh, it's a, it talks about the investigation of uh, Jam Master J's murder, Tupac and Biggie. And so, basically, how so far, how far, so far, how far I've gotten in the book so far, it's uh, basically talking about how uh, the New York P.D. started a division to follow uh, follow hip hop uh, follow hip hop artists. 
and they have like an actual, the FBI actually has a binder on their, you know, activity, who they hang with, all of that stuff. So, really interesting book so far. That's, that's what's up. Me, myself, I went um, in a business direction. Um, I know a lot of, I'm trying to get a lot of um, philanthropy started. Mm-hmm. So, um, I found the book on grant writing. And um, because I want to learn how to be a grant writer in order to help out these different charities and things around the city that's trying to get um, different programs started to help kids, you know, um, with after-school programs and stuff where the city or, you know, school district just doesn't have the funding to um, help out with these um, causes or whatnot. So I, I, I took it upon myself to learn how to write grants so that I could write for these programs or whatnot and help them to get established um, by getting them some money from throughout these government programs. Okay, cool, That's cool. a good thing. That's a good thing. Yeah, cool, cool, cool. Um, not including them, man. They got, like, a whole lot of different type of hip-hop books on there. Also, like, as John was saying, they have a lot of self-help books. Uh, there are some other books that are on, uh, on Audible. Is uh, T.I. has a two-part series book. Uh, one first book is called Power and Beauty. Uh, you also have uh, from Prodigy from Mob Deep. Uh, he has a, he has his uh, autobiography book, which he actually does a narration for the book, so that's pretty cool. Um, but just so the listeners know, um, with the whole Audible deal, you don't have to um, don't have to keep the service if you don't like it. You can cancel within thirty days. But the great part about it, you get a free book, and on top of that, you get to help out the podcast, get to help out the hip hop rejects. So yeah, so so for some of y'all out there that don't like to sit up and read, you can have somebody read to you. So, so it's like me, yeah, the lazy ones. <laughs> yeah, I'm saying, wait, man, I, I hate reading, man. The lazy, yeah, the lazy ones. Yeah, put it out there, for all y'all flat in the wrist, weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, but you know, man, like real talk, though, man. I mean, I like to read, but hey, ain't nothing wrong with having an audio book, man, because some people comprehend better that way by having the information relayed to them. So, you know, um. It's for those people that's on the go. Like, if you at work and you don't feel like lugging a bunch of stuff, like a big, thick book with you or something, download the book. You can use the audio. Um, I mean, um, hey, yeah, you can use the Audible app, Cloud, which it won't store on your phone. It is just download to the Audible Cloud, and you can go from there. And it'll be stored on the Internet, so you won't be taking up space on your phone. So, you know, utilize, if you get the service, utilize those different things that they offer you. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, other ways you guys can help out the Hip Hop Rejects podcast, we also have our PayPal donation link um, on our on our SoundCloud page. You can go to soundcloud.com forward slash the Hip Hop Rejects. And you can also check out our t-shirt store at shop.spreadshirt.com forward slash the Hip Hop Rejects. Pick up yourself a official Hip Hop Rejects t-shirt. We got male t-shirts and female t-shirts on there, so check that out. Make sure, hey, hey, let me let me add on to that, Roy, to make sure you all go and check the apparel out and salute to the movement, man, and push the movement. It's positive. It's for positive things. Everything's in order like it's supposed to be. It's done in decent order, so check it out, man. Copy some gear. Hey, also get them Keep It Rough and T-shirts that's out there in them streets, too. Hey, hey, keep it rough a little on bag order. I'd rather get yours than mine. I'm on bag order. <laughs> <laughs> Hey man, back when they necessarily back when they necessarily bad thing, that's a good thing. I'm a one man show. 
Yeah, yeah, I'm a one-man show, man. So, you know, when all the calls get to come in, I get bombarded. But the Keep It River t-shirts are still on order, man. So place your order now for females, uh, males, and kids as well. Cool, 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 righteous, man. Righteous, righteous. All right. All right, man. So let's shout out some listeners like we do every week on the Hip Hop Rejects. Uh, of course, we got the United States rounding out the top um, in, the, in the countries that we got uh, just listen to us every single week. Uh, we got um, in number two spot, we got France. Uh, number three, we got the UK. And again, we got Germany always rounding out the top four most of the time. Listen to the Hip Hop Rejects every single week. So we want to make sure we give a shout out to you guys for continuing to listen out, to us. For sure, for sure. Yeah. All right, man. So let's get into the thick of things. We got a jam-packed show with a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, so we're going to jump into first out, uh, start talking about the, uh, the Tupac biopic, All Eyes on Me. Um, so information has been slowly coming out. Pictures have been leaking out slowly on the internet, Facebook, things like that. Um, movie is going to be directed by Benny Boone. Um, and it actually, the gentleman that's playing Tupac, uh, by the name of Demetrius Ship. uh, he's never acted in a movie before. So he's, a they got a got a you know got a new guy to uh to portray Tupac in the biopic, and then we also got Jamal um, Woolard who played who played Biggie in the Notorious film. So, so young, what y'all think about this? Uh, so far, what you think about the All Eyes on Me All Eyes on Me movie? Uh, well, I you got it, y'all. No, go ahead, go ahead. Um, give you know give your take on it right quick. Look, man, I, I, I was, I, I'm patient. I just didn't know uh, who, who was going to hit it first, man. But me, overall, I think that uh, with Benny Boone behind it, man, and, and the young cat, at least the first start off to me that was good is they got somebody that actually looked like Pop. I know that's petty, but they got somebody that's kind of actually favoring Pop. I think the kid is going to do good, man, uh, from watching some of the um, stuff that I've been seeing from behind the scenes and um, things they've been putting in, in, in order. And I actually like the uh, gentleman who played big as well. So I think it's going to be a pretty good movie, man. Yeah, man. And um, I, I feel the same way, man, because when you try to get somebody that's already established and whatnot, they already got a, a role behind them. And so they, <laughs> when you when you see them, You's probably seeing another character, and um, from a previous movie or TV show or something. So getting the unknown to play these parts like they did, like kind of like what they did in uh, NWA, you know, in the um, you know, Straight Outta Compton movie. You know, most of those cats weren't really known, so you know, it it was a good thing to get unknown actors actors to play famous people. You know what I'm saying? Right, right, right. Um, other thing about the uh, movie, I was when I was doing some research on the All Eyes on Me movie. So it looked like it's slated to come out this year. Um, not sure exactly what time frame or what quarter of the year, but I know IMDb has it labeled as 2016. So could see it, you know, what between probably now and the end of the year. So um, and also, uh, you know, they just they just finished wrapping the movie like last last month in Vegas. So um, so it seems like we'll be getting getting another. Biopic coming out that's, that's representing hip hop. Um, you think it's gonna do as good as a uh, straight out of Compton? I don't know, man, because you know it just depends on the um the, the reviews. Because most people, most most movies like that, they do good in the hood because, or I ain't gonna say in the hood in the black community because we gonna support them. 
You know what I'm saying? Right. But mm. it, it's gonna be whether it catches on to the to what they quote unquote mainstream media to see how it does. And another great point, man. I think uh that, that not that I think, but that you brought up, um, Fly, was that uh you know it's good to have actors in there who hadn't had any previous role prior to this role. That means I'm expecting to see more Pac in him. You know, than anything, I'm expecting him to uh, and, and embrace the character so much until we really feel what he's putting down in the movie. You know what I mean? So, uh, and I think it's coming out um, toward the, the, the third quarter, fourth, third, maybe third or fourth quarter of this year, I think. Okay. Uh, from what I've seen, I could be wrong, but I think toward the, thir- toward the third or fourth quarter of this year. Okay, cool, cool, cool. That's what up, that's what up. All right, man. Uh, so we got uh we got the boy Puff Daddy, aka Diddy, aka Sean Puffy Combs, um, announced his <laughs> Bad Boy Family tour dates um coming up. And so uh, we reported on about two episodes ago uh, that Diddy said this would be uh, the album he's working on right now would be his last last music album that he'll be coming out with, uh, which would be pretty much No Way Out Two. Uh, so this would be the last last time we'll see. See the boy um, Puffy Diddy um, doing what he does best, which is entertain. Um, leading into that, though, um, want to get y'all take on because you know Bad Boy's been around such a long time, has such an incredible legacy, despite you know some of the stuff that Diddy has done with not being able to hold artists and things with the band and Day Twenty Six and you know stuff like that. But um, what would y'all say? Um, Will be your most favorite uh favorite bad boy record of all time. I think it'd be more than one. You 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 got it first, Fly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna be honest, man. It it took me to get older to get into big. So, you know, I had to really start to appreciate hip hop to get into big. So like going off from when like my favorite my first favorite real bad boy song was Harlem um uh, what was the, um, y'all gotta forgive me. It was by my boy Mace though. It was by Mace. Uh, I mean, was it a was it a record with him in Harlem World? Uh, or was it off Harlem World? Yo, it was it was supposed to be a um big song though. Um, more money, more problems. My more bad. money, more problems. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah my I bad. Kind of figured Yeah, it was a big song, and it was on um, what was it? Life after death, and um. So more money, more problems was like, but it was the fact that the way Mace came on the track, man. You know what I'm saying? I was really feeling Mace on the um on the song, and um that was my favorite song for a long time from them. Okay, okay, Kiko. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that track. Uh, another thing, uh, I'm a big fan of a uh, Biggie. Period. So. Uh, a track that I can recall off the kid from the Bad Boy uh, organization is Everyday Struggle um, by Biggie. Um, it, uh, anything that, that well, pretty much, um, let's see what else that uh, Diddy and Mace. Uh, Diddy and Mace had another track I'm trying to think of off the head. Um, I can't recall the song right now. Uh, but but me, I was more of a Biggie, Biggie fan than, than any of them, to be honest with you. I, Mace, here and there. Uh, Diddy, I like a lot of stuff that Diddy did on collaborations with individuals, uh, and more so of his new stuff than his older stuff. You know, my favorite song that Diddy has made, uh, period, was, uh, I think it's Angels. 
Yeah, yeah. It's the song that he did with uh with his group um with the females Dirty, uh, Money. Dirty Money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I know it's more modern, but I I I'm, yeah, Dirty Money. Yeah, I'm more like I said, I was more on the biggie side of it. Uh, Puff had a few collaborations that I like with Twister and a few more guys, but uh, that, that's one of my most uh, everyday struggles, like my my biggest track that I've ever liked from them. Okay. Another one I liked was, and it was because of me being an R&B head as well as a hip-hop head, I Need a Girl, even though I felt like Loon was supposed to be Mace's replacement or whatnot because of his style or whatnot, but the song I Need a Girl, it just really resonated with me. Um, Like I said, um, No Money, No Problems, Money, Power, Respect. Yeah, that's another good one. You yeah. know, yeah, Money, Power, Respect. You know, those went yeah. in. Kim was yeah. like beasting, you know. <laughs> so you know, and and plus it's, it's a lot, a lot, a lot of big songs, you know. But like I was just saying, you know, it took me to get up in age to really like in my teenage years to really appreciate what big, you know, was putting down. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Okay, I got a, I got a long, another list. thing I long too. I want to add. Look, last thing I want to add too is that due to where we due to where we are, the demographics of where we were raised, you know, we had to really soak in hip-hop on our own. You know, it really wasn't brought to us. We had to go and seek it. Right, yeah, right. it's so true. That's it's another true. That's another thing to take into consideration. You know, hip-hop wasn't really pushed in Mississippi, so for us to even know it, we had to go and seek the knowledge of, of the hip-hop. So I had to throw that out there, but you got it, Royce. All right, uh, see, for me, man, I got I got a list, man. I was, I was like big on Bad Boy growing up. Um, all about the Benjamins, one of my favorites. Uh, yeah, Mace, looking at me was one of my favorite records uh, out of Bad Boy. Uh, Missing you was a big song out the Big Past. Um, I'm like I'm on the same same um, level with Keeper when it comes to Diddy's more up to date stuff. Last Train to Paris, I feel like is one of his like his best uh, pieces of work that he's yeah, done. Yeah, that was yeah, that was a pretty yeah, that was a pretty good. One. Yeah, um, other stuff, let's see. On the Biggie side, like, and same thing with Young, man. I didn't start really, you know, really feeling Biggie and then really get the whole hype behind Biggie till I saw the Notorious movie and I really got into it. But, like, some favorite tracks off Biggie would be Ten Crack Commandments, uh, Give Me the Loot is another, oh, yeah. another one of my favorites off, off Biggie's album. So, <laughs> so yeah. Uh, you know, and just to get on the R&B side of things, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to um, tell y'all a song. Y'all probably won't believe this. I had a homeboy, white guy named Tyler. He had the Bunnyville, right? And uh, he had two 12s in the back of this Bunnyville. And you know a song we would ride around and play because it was just, it had so much bass in it to make that trunk rattle. I Love You by Faith Evans. Really? That's <laughs> all. Like, like for real, yo. Like you, you laughing, but a car full of niggas, a car, a fo- car full of niggas riding around town. You know what I'm saying? Like jamming this song because it got the 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 sub was just so cold in it. I'm talking about it, it just dropped like that. <laughs> and you know, I loved anything, pretty much anything about one twelve. So you know. Yeah, that's another. Yeah, that's another group. Yeah, twenty twelve. I was big on. I was big on total. Uh, that was like, man, that was like the good age of R and B right there. Yeah, man. So you know, man, like they they had some hits, man. Even though Diddy that was the best age of R and B. 
Yeah. True that, true that. Because, you know, everybody know Usher, my boy. If you know me, you didn't know I love Usher. No, music. same here, man. But, you know, you know, Diddy was his first, like, real mentor. Yeah. So. All right, man. Speaking of, so keeping with the theme of everything with Bad Boy, uh, Lil' Kim and Faith Evans um, ended their feud. A uh, feud that comes, has come to an end. Um, and we pretty much all know what that was in relation to. That was all in relation to Biggie. It's, it's kind of hard to, to fathom the fact that they have helped this grudge after Biggie's been gone for so long. And they, you know. And it's just, I think even recently when I read the article about that, it was just recently last year they started, you know, slowly warming up to one another. And um, there's rumors that they made they will be on this uh, bad boy, bad boy family tour. So that's going to be, that's going to be cool to see, see Faith and Lil' Kim back on tour. I agree. I agree. That's going to be something. I don't know how Diddy pulled that one off, but, you know, especially with uh, women, I don't mean any harm, but. You know, sometimes it can be kind of tough to try to get the emotions um, back in order, but nothing that money can't fix, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Uh, like, I ain't sexist or nothing, but women hold grudges longer than uh, men. Like, for example, one of the longest female feuds that's been going on in R&B is Aretha Franklin and Patti LaBelle. This been going on since the 70s, and they still don't like each other. So <laughs> it wasn't enough money in that situation to bring them back together. Somebody didn't put up enough money, yeah. I don't know. They say it was over because they say Patty stole a reek of sweet potato pie recipe, something like that. <laughs> I think it was over a man, but you know how oh, it, it wasn't over Luther, I hope. Oh no, I know. Luther a little bit too young. Luther a little bit too young. <laughs> That was over somebody from that Motown era. I can agree. <laughs> yeah, man, but uh, with the whole Faith Evans, because, you know, because, of course, you know, in the Notorious movie, how it depicted, you know, Faith was the wifey and, you know, Luke Kim was the side piece. Right. So, if you had to choose and you was Biggie, Young, Kim, or Faith? I don't know, man, because, like, I want think I like, me being me, I like a good girl, but I also like that girl with a little bit of ratchet in her, too. You know what I'm saying? You know, and and Kim was like, I ain't going to say ratchet, but it, it showed that she had some hood in her, like somebody that can, you know, you can sit up and talk about certain stuff with that can feel where you was coming from. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know, man. That would be hard for me, man. Keeper? It'll be easy for me, my friend. I would have chose faith any day. Ditto. Um, <laughs> I, I, I second that. I, I agree. I would have chose faith any day. And that's just, you know, nothing against Kim, man, but just having a mature mindset now, understanding, you know, what a, what type of woman that you need. And based off how the movie portrayed faith, of course, I mean, why would you, why would you, you know, knock faith to go with Kim? Um, Kim was kind of like the one that was, you know, uh, taking up the slack, a, a, as you can say. Uh, when, when she wasn't around, and more so, I guess, someone that Big could relate to, you know, on other levels. So, you know, I mean, I've I, I run across it in my earlier years, too, where you're going to have someone that seems to be compatible with you and what you're doing at the time, and um, they may be good for that time, but then you got somebody who's overall 
the person who you're supposed to be with, who's good all around for you for the rest of your life. You know what I mean? So yeah, yeah. maybe but I got you, a little long-winded on that, but that's how I feel about that. But you know what, though? Like, real talk, though, looking at looking at the reality of it, too, um, Kim, look at Kim look, now. Yeah, look at Kim now and look at Faith. Yeah. So but, look at him. Exactly. I ain't talking about that. I ain't talking about that. I'm just talking about the, the loyalty Kim had for um Big. You know what I'm saying? It was yep. a it, it was a very very long time before Kim even started dealing with another dude behind Big dying. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't really that long behind. And, and Faith was his wife. She was the mother of his children. It wasn't that it wasn't that long before she moved on with her life. Like it hurt Kim deep. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but right. Where, yeah, but with Faith though, man, she went through it, and she was going through she went it. Went through it all. She was right. going. She was going through it too, cause, man. She a lot of people don't know that she had like a lot of drug problems, cocaine problems that she went through, and it don't. When you see her now, it don't look like it because exactly. You know, because now, a lot of people a have a, yeah, a lot of people had a perception that you know somebody that does crack cocaine, they supposed to look a certain way. No, she was on that stuff hard. So, I mean, they all had their demons, bro. You yeah. know the movie. Like if you go on based off the movie, then you It was kinda biased too, yeah. Yeah, yeah the movie was biased, yeah. very yeah. Biased. biased. Yeah, it was biased. Yeah, yeah. And, and and what I say too, if you look at the women today, and, and I don't know the backgrounds of both, but I look too, even if Faith was whatever she was compared to Faith's business is not out there as much as Kim's was, and maybe due to this exposure that Kim wanted. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Uh that probably may not be the exposure that B he already had enough exposure himself. So probably, you know, with the way that Faith was rolling um, at that period in time, how she still is, he probably needed a woman that was like that on his side compared to how big of a mogul he was. Right. Yeah, and, but true enough. But I'm going to tell y'all something. And I remember um, seeing this on VH1 when they was talking about Kim. Like, a lot of folks thought Kim was a slut and all this stuff. Like, real talk, Kim just talked about this stuff in her music. Um, they was like Kim was a good girl though, which they all do though. I mean, it's all yeah, it's all yeah. It said she said that was the image that Biggie wanted her to portray as the queen bee. You know it what I'm saying? It worked. Yeah, and so you know to get the sales to appeal more to women, but it was like because you know Trina do the same thing, and you know Trina ain't known for being a slut. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Correct. So you know that was just that was just the image thing. But you know, and, but they said like she was really a good girl, and uh, she would just just happen to be in love with a married man, with which Kim, I mean, Big was dealing with Kim before Faith came along. But you know, I don't know. I ain't never been the love triangle, so I don't know. <laughs> uh, I ain't never been that lucky. And you don't uh, want to be in one. It's nah, not as lucky as it seems. No, nah, it ain't good as it seems. Not at all. <laughs> it's a problem you don't want to have. <laughs> no doubt about it. <laughs> uh, as me and you on this podcast at this moment in time, <laughs> I'm hard-headed. I like to see for myself. I bet you You've been do. a good Samaritan so far, though, my friend. We congratulate you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, man. So we got um, I just lost a lot of hood points. That's all right, man. You know you straight. No, you, hey, you, you, you awesome, man. You awesome with us. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. We got uh, Talib Kweli says K Dot, uh, Chance the Rapper, and Rhapsody are soon to be legends in the in the hip hop game. Um, thoughts on that? Keep, I'm gonna let you go on it. 
because I might get a little bit long winded on that topic. <laughs> who, be, who being a legend in the hip hop game? K Dot and um, uh, you just say y'all uh, Chance the Rapper and Rhapsody. Okay, Ch- Chance the Rapper and Rhapsody. Um, right now for me, I've always been a, a, a fan of Chance, and I and there's no doubt about it. Um, that that history is uh in the making with with Chance and Rhapsody at this point in time. And two, if you if if you sit back and notice the the artistic skills of chance and if you tuned into the coloring book itself um you see that the kid has the ability or should i say man um he has the ability to step outside the box and link with all different types of artists for one uh and remain himself and then to the platform that's being established in order for him to do this and what rhapsody is bringing to the game i think is going to be phenomenal so my 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 inputs on that is that there's no doubt about it um, he's about to do something and already doing something that's epic. Um, so kudos to Chance and Rhapsody on, on the movement that they have going on. And I agree with uh, Talib Kweli, man. Yeah. Uh, I like their music. I like all their music. But uh, in my opinion, at this moment, I have to hear more from Chance and Rhapsody. In which um, I'm in the process of listening to the coloring book at the moment. At this moment, but you know, with Rhapsody, you know she she a new female voice we needed to hear. You know what I'm saying? That's true. So, That's true. So you know, I, I got to just get more into her. You know, like I got to hear more from her. Yes. Yeah, K dot K dot. On the other hand, I see what Talia Kweli is coming from. Even though I need to hear more from K-Dot also, I just feel like he left out somebody out of this new generation of rappers. I already know you're talking about. <laughs> yes, J. Cole should have been above everybody that he listed. And that, That's a good point. That's a good point that you brought up there, Fly. I'm saying J. Cole because J. Cole has come with something that hip-hop really needed. That good, honest, storytelling hip-hop like from back in the early 90s, J. Cole's style is, like, truly hip-hop. He ain't on no dabbing. He ain't on no, you know, trying to... And K-Dot sees too. K-Dot is truly hip-hop, too. But it's like J. Cole just took it back to, like, that kind of L.L. Rakim, early Jay-Z, early Nas flow. You know what I'm saying? And he pays true homage to those rappers also you know when when i heard like i first thing i heard from j cole was friday night lights right i was sold in then when um the second cd and then when he came out uh with illuminati i was just like when i heard i let nas down i said oh i shared the tip behind the song that's just how that's just how much i felt that song because right being like my first intro, like like one of the first CDs I ever bought was Illmatic. It wasn't even a CD; it was a tape. It was Illmatic. You know what I'm saying? And I'm gonna tell you something. I'm such a Nas fan. I got God's son tattooed on my right arm, and I've had it since we was in probably eighth grade. You know what I mean? I was such a big Nas fan, so I I, I totally. Uh, feel you on that, and that track was a good track, man, and, and he is right now, uh, Cole is the epitome of hip-hop, man, he, he he is, you know, I feel like in our generation, our time, what hip-hop has evolved to, and he's staying strong and keeping it alive, 
and he doesn't get um the credit due. I feel also on a lot of a lot of his music, but the guy doesn't have to make trap music. He doesn't have to even have a trap beat or none of that stuff in order exactly. to be a genuinely artistic uh, artist. You know what I'm saying? He, he he's unique with his delivery, his storytelling, and it's all relatable. You know what exactly. I mean? He's like he's like the C. I don't know if you want to say he's like the. I don't want to compare him to Drake at all, but delivery wise, I love I love both of those guys' delivery. And see, my thing is this: anytime you make a song dedicated saying how you felt like you disappointed a legend and a legend respond with a song called you made Nas proud Nas made that song say that, that it responded to J. Cole saying oh young nigga you made me proud because he kept wow. it purely hip hop man he, he didn't try to get with the fans he didn't try to get with what's popular or none of that he did what he wanted to do from his heart Okay. Okay. It wasn't commercial or nothing. He went. He with twenty fourteen Forest Hill Drive. He went platinum with no features. He just dropped the album. So to spin that. So and and to my to get my uh, input on this particular subject. Uh, I yeah I agree. K Dot is definitely a legend. Uh, Chance the rapper for sure is definitely one. Raps that I haven't like with same thing with you. I, mean, I haven't heard a whole lot from her. I've heard like. Ciphers from uh, BT Hop Awards is probably the most I've heard of, of Rhapsody for the most part. Uh, but to, to turn that into another question, though, um, besides these three, what other rappers? I know you said, okay, we said J. Cole, of course. But what other rappers approaching uh, you think that are out right now that are, that are approaching legend status right now? Ooh. Oh, what's the time frame? We talking about these new cats or are we talking about... Let's say, um, okay... Let's probably say the past, say the past, what, five years? Ten years? Five years. Let do five years. Oh, man. Uh, we already established be... J. Cole, K-Dot. I would say Drake is another one that's, that's, yeah, another Drake. that's, that's in their round. Uh, Nikki, of course. Yeah. Um, so I got to he... put it, I got to put it out there. And it's been longer than five years since he's been out, but. My boy Lupe. Oh man, that's a good one. Oh yeah, real yeah, good. Yeah. One. Oh yeah, yeah. Real, that's a real good one. Very good. One. Lupe Fiasco is on a totally different level than a lot of these cats, and you don't even hear much from Lupe that much because he don't want a major deal no more. Because he don't, he want to make the music he want to make. You know what I'm saying? So until somebody pick him up or he gets a. a distribution deal or something like that we only gonna hear mixtapes from lupe and that's and, and he's basically his words is he's feeling like doing music when he want to do music and when you in his position to be honest with you you can because i feel like he's already been recognized by the greats um and and really he he was one of the few that had the opportunity to say hey look um i could either step in the industry because we know he's in he's a-list uh, qualified, no doubt about it. Or you could stay underground and continue to do whatever it is you choose to do. And I wouldn't even say it's underground, but due to the fan base he has, and I'm pretty sure at this point in time, as long as Lupe's been putting the time in to be the artist that he is, the money is there. You know, so, um, I mean, why not do it the way Lupe's doing it? Why not? That's true. That's true. That is very true. Uh, man, I would say, uh, let's see, 
uh, Young has heard me mention this particular rapper. Uh, Childish Gambino is another one of my favorites, man. He's, oh, man. He's, he's one of the... On. He is definitely <laughs> slept on because everybody know him from the community and they was like, oh, this is an actor. You know, everybody looks down on, you know, people who has a... If they're an actor and they want to go into rap, it. no. Childish Gambino right. is cold, man. It's Ice War. Yes. Yeah, he is. He is. He is. I'm going to tell y'all something. Speaking of, you know, actors that turn rapper, like, I, I felt the same way when I first heard, when I first, when somebody first told me about Drake mixtape, his, before he even just started popping off real hard, they was like, yo, you need to check out this dude named Drake. I'm like, who is Drake? Yo, this dude that played on uh, Jimmy on, on the Grassy. Yeah. I was like the paralyzed dude on the grassy. They was like, "Yeah, like man, I want to hear that nigga rap." <laughs> I never knew. I never heard of the grassy until I heard of Drake. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> man, if you had teenage girls in your house growing up, you I had a little sister. Man, that's all you heard about on a regular is the grassy and stuff like that. But I was like, "Yo, I don't want to hear nothing about no Jim. I don't want to hear no Jimmy rapping." And then I heard Best I Ever Had, and I was like, yo, that's old boy? That's not Jimmy. That, nah, that ain't Jimmy. <laughs> that's, that's Mr. Do-Right and Kill Everything. <laughs> exactly. Now, I ain't gonna lie, Drake do piss you off from time to time, because he'll come out spitting, <laughs> and then he'll do a whole album. With singing. With singing. <laughs> and then... He'll, then you'll be mad, and then he'll hit you with something like Back to Back. Or energy. Yep. And you be sitting up there like, man, why don't this man just keep on? But that's 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 the, the point of being an artist is exploring different avenues of your talent. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. hey, he went platinum with, he, he went platinum with views, so I mean he did something right. Somebody liking it. Yeah, J. Yes, Cole sir. did the same thing, do the same thing too. You know, J. Cole sang on his tracks and stuff. I, I, I recently saw an interview Kanye did with Ellen. And um, I got a new a, a newfound respect for Kanye, cause Kanye, you know, broke down himself. You know, he broke Kanye broke down the way he is, and you know, you 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 can't do nothing but respect that because he know what he is, and he told us why he the way he is. So you know, I mean, anybody that can face and look at themselves in the mirror and know what their flaws are and and can own up to them. And, and say they can't, they ain't doing nothing but trying to do do nothing but get better. Hey, you can't do nothing but appreciate that. All right, man. So, okay. Uh, let's see. We're going to jump into a couple short topics real quick. And we're going to get to our top main topic of the night. Um, all right, man. So, young, about a couple episodes back, we reported on Soldier Boy with a $400 million deal. And it was rumors that it was coming from Cash Money. Uh, it's coming from this organization called Film on TV, um, which they also signed Chief Keith. So this is where his this uh, this large amount of money that they're putting up for Soldier Boy. And I'm I'm assuming they're trying to get into the into the I guess into the music industry um, because I think it has to do with World Poker is what it is really what it is. Some billionaire that likes Soldier Boy and is willing to give him all this money. So. Hey, you know what? I think the fans tired of hearing my voice. I'm gonna let Keeper 
Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. I'm I'm always ranting and raving, so I'm a, I'm gonna get another point of view from this. I'm probably no better. <laughs> <laughs> so so uh so so what 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 are we hitting at royalty? Uh, what, what, what's the deal, Soldier Boy, in this four hundred million dollar uh, supposedly deal? So it's supposedly it's supposedly yeah. a uh, a record deal uh with this film on TV, and I'm actually finna look this up because I didn't look this up beforehand, and I want to see exactly. What this is? Let's see what this is. Somebody gave Chief Keith and Soldier Boy money, record money. (laughs) (laughs) A lot of it, a lot of it to do records. So basically, film on is basically a uh, ain't got a major deal. Oh Oh, man, and it's so hard. It's so hard. My boy Fred Rizzo, Foster. I'm naming yeah. these local artists, but I mean, like, literally, these local artists are way better than these guys that they're naming as far as being producers and artists. Yeah, so this film on, man, this film on TV, it looks like it's just like a, a social media, it's like almost like social media TV. So I'm like, what the heck are they going to do? With this, why are they paying? But you guy? know what, you know what though, Soldier Boy. Really, when you think about it, as far as the platform of freeness to expose an artist, you know, or we know that that Soldier Boy was pretty much one of the first guys to really take the MySpace and the YouTube True. and things to another level. You yeah. know, by just putting a camera and having people to follow him just because of what he was doing, That's and. True. Um, and, you know, when you think about social media and things like that, I'm pretty sure that this guy's mind, uh, and I'm speaking Soldier Boy, um, he has had a lot of time, a lot of money. He's been through a lot since we've known him to be an artist to the point to where I'm pretty sure he's uh, he knows how to do something right. Uh, because we've seen the guy make money from, you know, his first dance all the way up until now, from reality shows, from producing for people like Drake. Um, for bringing out a lot of artists in Atlanta. So a lot of people sleep on Soldier Boy as far as being a money magnet, but the cat has to either have some type of intellect about himself on how to make money, or he has somebody behind him who's giving him the knowledge or putting him in the right positions to be able to make these great lump songs of money. You know what I mean? Um, from the social media um, point of view, if it is something that's dealing with like a social media type um showcast or whatever it may be i mean you gotta think man soldier boy i'm pretty sure he's gonna do his thing with it whether it's whether it's with the the musical part of it making sure the soundtrack for the little show or whatever it may be is is together or maybe it being him just being an entertainer himself you know that's what got him to this point so i mean we can't knock him you know on, on, on whatever it is that he has going and say he has a 400 million dollar deal uh, that 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 sounds about pretty much right, Soldier Boy. He's always been known to make big moves yeah. here and there. You know, put a better spin on it than we probably would have put on it. Cause yeah, yeah, I mean, you, you, yeah. It's, <laughs> and you, you know, when you look at it though, Royce, you have to really kind of look at. You know, you want to kind of dig a little bit to see what relevancy that he may have had to, you know, to bring it to this point. But when you go to start looking at some of these guys' resume. Even though some of them now, to to our eyes, may be doing foolish things or kind of look foolish in the eye of the public, we don't know what a lot of these people have going on in the background with these plays. As as we see with Soldier Boy, you know, four hundred million dollar play come out of nowhere. Hmm, you know, 
Yeah, very true. Because if it, because like me, me and Young was saying on the previous episode, we thought it was cash money. I'm like, man, he ain't gonna see a red cent of that four hundred million dollars. Oh no! Son. If he was getting with no. baby. <laughs> but you he know would, what, though, he would be better slave. Hey, boy, what you just said, did he was gonna make a new move? New movie, yeah. thirteen years of slave. <laughs> and, and so now, so now, I, I may be jumping ahead. I'm gonna just throw it out there. Even Lil Wayne now is is a reality show uh, peak, and I heard. Yep, that is true, and that that, that is uh, definitely a true uh, true statement. Uh, yeah, Lil <laughs> Wayne is reportedly uh, reportedly getting ready to do a reality TV show with VH1. So, Ooh. who knows what this is going to be about? Um, very interesting, I can bet. Yeah, very interesting. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I just don't want to see my future baby mama on there. Oh, you finna be real mad right now, young. You about to be really angry right now. So <laughs> speaking of the Miss Lauren London, oh, um, she is pregnant by Mr. Nipsey Hussle himself. Get out of here. Yes, they are expecting. Oh. And this guy and then this is the guy that can sell his CD for anywhere between a hundred to a thousand books to his fans. Exactly. <laughs> and and they buy it. <laughs> and they buy it. <laughs> Jay-Z bought how many copies? A hundred? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah, I think Jay-Z bought a hundred copies at a thousand dollars, if I'm not mistaken. So that was a hundred grand that Hove gave to, uh, to Nipsey to, to continue his uh, marathon movements that he got going out on the West Coast. Yeah, yeah, I can tell by your facial expression, those got to be kind of, you know. <laughs> it's in the, it's in the same, real, same realm with Angela Simmons, I know. It's okay. Feeling kind of... It's okay. It's okay. I need to... y'all to be. I, I need two quick minutes. It's okay to Lauren. feel. It's okay to feel salty, man. You know, Lauren. What we could have had would have been special. <laughs> I would have rubbed your feet at night. Don't you worry know about what I'm saying? my friend. It's not over with yet. They they hadn't given us our check yet, so who knows what may happen when we get our check? When we get our check. I'm just gonna go ahead and be honest. You know what I'm saying? I'm going. <laughs> I'm going for the big fish in the sea. How <laughs> live? It's <laughs> beer, man. Speaking of no, man, we know we talked about Holly before, man. The, the dude, she, oh, the guy, man. she's been running through, man. It's just like I'm sorry, but I mean, she ain't had how many, how many husbands or baby daddies? Man, it's, it's man, look, um, man, unfortunately it's just that she famous. We ran across, we ran across female that didn't have more, more boys up in them than than a than a high school gymnasium. You sure know what to say, my friend. <laughs> More like the man in man march, my brother. Um, <laughs> but man, uh, and, you know she get around. <laughs> yeah, but man, you know all these dudes. Man, come on, man. Even the white boys is leaving. Come on now. It's like yeah, yeah. It's, it's got to like, be something wrong with the product. Man. Yeah, it's got to be her, man. It's got to be her. Unfortunately, it's got to be. I'm getting, I'm getting with somebody. One of Russell nieces. Or, you know or you, some. You know who you be checking for? Nia Long. There you go. There you go. Why everybody sleep on Nia? I don't why? sleep on Nia. Like wine, man. Like wine. I mean, some people love to sleep on Nia, but I mean, hey, at this point in time, Nia's almost like Lupe Fiasco, you know, in the hey, rap game. Hey. You know, she's known, she's doing her thing, but nobody bring, they'll bring up Vivica Fox before they would Nia. She like a man now. Ain't that something? <laughs> yeah, I saw it. Because I'm trying to get with Latoya Luckett or 
or or goddamn me uh shoot man Sanaa Lathan uh, man come on Sanaa Lathan Taraji it's like come yes, on yes I, I will hook up with Cookie oh yeah play with it I don't know Tyrese yeah. I don't know why Tyrese keep playing they they swear every time I see them on social media they act like they married why y'all playing <laughs> Angela Bassett old ass to get it too oh yeah for sure yeah yeah. A lot of these I would comment on, but un, uh, under uh, the circumstances, <laughs> under the circumstances, and you know, um, due to me being the righteous man that I am, I can only have eyeballs for one, and I have six more months until that time has come. So I must remain humble and steady until that moment approaches, my friend. <laughs> so, like all the ones that you can for me, rough is taken, ladies. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I like having my boy on the show. <laughs> see, see, we ain't always, always, all us ain't niggerish now, ladies. <laughs> we, we ladies, ladies, the truth of it is that we are, but you know, uh, at the time, roughing just has to tone down. So it's some niggerism in the bloodstream. It's just, <laughs> I have to tone down and let, let royalty and fly take it for the night. I'm, I'm smooth sailing. <laughs> <laughs> Roy saying you know too much of a uh, he 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 actually made that leap of faith. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Glad yep. I'm glad to do so. Hey, you know, it's all you know. It's I know. I'm the only one out here still. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, you know. <laughs> Don't get me wrong. I'm trying to get there. Hey man, you know he'll be there before you know it. He ain't done with me yet, y'all. He ain't done with me yet. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right, man. So next topic, what we got? Uh, okay, so we got um, this guy, uh, George Zimmerman. Boy, he put the gun that he killed Trayvon Martin for up and sold it for six figures in an auction. Now, I'm just saying, man. Just from my standpoint, when I think when I see this, it's like, shouldn't this gun be in police custody and evidence? Oh man, I thought I was the only one that thought like that. It's like, why does he have this gun? It's uh, it's terrible, man. It, it really it really displays the 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 world that we live in. <clears throat> I mean, it was no common courtesy to respect, you know, the death that occurred. Um, it was already hard enough for, you know, the black community to accept the way that it went down. Um, the least I felt like people could have done was not put anything in the media to make us relive it. You know, we know that justice wasn't served totally. And uh, for Zimmerman to be able to do, you know, true enough, we live in the land of the free. And yes, it's free will to do so. But why isn't the weapon still in police custody? Or why does he have the weapon? You know, a person bought the weapon for six figures. You know, you killed a young black male and you get six figures off the piece that you killed a young black male for. And me knowing society and how the world is, if the shoe was on the other foot, we all know that that wouldn't have been the case. It could have been a Mexican. It could have been a a, a black person. But, man, I mean, I just, I I don't get it. Yeah, me neither, man. I don't get that. I don't don't understand that. Uh, Young, you got anything you want to add to that? Y'all, y'all. Handled that a whole lot better than I that I'm than I'm into. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't gave y'all the the quote unquote way it's supposed to been talked about. I'm gonna go ahead and give the real way it, it need to be talked about. Excuse my language, but that motherfucker need to have his head decapitated from his shoulders. Show them what to say, my friend. 
I'm glad you can see it. Because, <laughs> um, like, like, real talk, man. Like, like Keeper said, had it been, had the shoe been on the other foot, had that young, had that young man killed him, he would have been locked up yeah. under the jail. Yeah. Regardless of him saying it was self-defense or whatnot, his family would have been, his parents wouldn't have to, would have to go and see him behind bars while this damn fool is out here steady getting into trouble on a constant basis, steady doing stuff to get himself in the news cycle. And that's the only reason he keep doing this because the trial was so big, he was so used to all the attention that he had got that he trying to continue to make money off the tragedy of another family. You see what I'm saying? That was right. a tragedy. That was an atrocity that led to other situations in this country that has taken America into a, a dark place that it wasn't ready to go back and relive. See, the difference is now we can actually fight back. These black folks ain't really just scared no more. Like it was back in the early days before our time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You you pick on the wrong. See, it just so happened it's been the right family that these people been getting killed from. You pick on the, you do it on the right family. You do it on the wrong family. Let me change that. On the wrong family with a whole bunch of these quote unquote niggas. Mm-hmm. And then it's gonna be World War Three, cause they gonna learn how they gonna know how to get the streets galvanized to seek their revenge. They gonna show you. They gonna show you what you should have. What what they feel like should have been done in a Trayvon, Mike Brown, um, in these other situations in these Tamir Rice cases, what should have been done. They ain't gonna care if you're a policeman, a senator. A president, you kill somebody in their family, they coming after you, partner. And they're just speaking from the heart and being real and, and speaking real talk. Because you can ask anybody that know me, I'm one of the nicest people on the on earth. But you do something to somebody in my family that's un- unjust. If they weren't doing nothing to you and you just out the blue killed them for no reason, I promise you, man, or or one of my boys or something. Somebody that I got genuine love for that I see as a brother, a sister, a family member, something like that. Everything in my power, I got to have you. I yep. got to. Yeah, with that whole thing, though, you know, and, and the thing with the George Zimmerman thing, I kind of I have the feeling that with the Zimmerman case, I got a feeling he's going to suffer the fate of an OJ. He's going to eventually get in the behind bars. But he'll get put behind bar for something real stupid. Yep. Yep. And he gonna go he's gonna go down for it for life or something something crazy. He gonna get his karma's gonna come back around on him, but he's gonna get his he's gonna come back on him on something like really stupid. Just like like I said, OJ, we all know OJ did it, but he went to jail for stealing back his own sports memorabilia. Come on. Right. Yeah, that's crazy. I'll tell you another thing too, gents. Um, and I'll let it go after this. Um, the reason Zimmerman is not scared and he wasn't afraid um, to put that weapon out for sale because us as a black community, we gave him no reason to feel like 
he had any fear in his life of putting that weapon out there to be exactly. sold. Exactly. Even when it was sold, you still don't really hear any uproar. I would expect a lot of the black moguls and people of power who are, you know, um, blacks to step up and say, hey, look, this isn't right, you know, so on and so forth. But if nobody stands up but the family or a few lawyers and we don't all unite together as a whole to say that this is wrong, then it's not wrong. It's going to continue to be right. And we're going to continue to see things like this where justice has to be served elsewhere down the run, you know, down the long haul when we lost another soldier who could have possibly been anything in the world. You know, but we had to take that loss as a whole and, and, and people think it's OK and we let it continue to fly. So, I mean, I don't see it ever stopping. You know, that's a sad portion of it. And, you know, like like I often take this in a whole nother level and I, I, I don't care who take this the wrong way or whatnot. But I see things totally different from people. Like earlier, I was having a com a, a Facebook conversation with Royalty's wife about Christopher Columbus, and I I never celebrated Columbus Day. I don't see a reason for us to celebrate Columbus Day because Columbus was a murderer and a rapist, and 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 the way that the because I watched this um web show called The Young Turks, and. They they pulled up excerpts from his own journal that they he raped those women that they they killed those villagers that they that they took their kindness for a weakness you know what I'm saying in so many words and that's no reason to celebrate that man because he did exactly and if, even if and even if he did it in the name of religion he doing the same thing that America going to war with ISIS about. He did in the name of a religion, com committed atrocities in the name of religion. And I don't think that nobody, that we should celebrate nobody that went and killed thousands of people in the name of any religion because it contradicts everything that the Bible or any or whatever word of religion that you read speaks of. If it says right. you, you shouldn't kill, then why go and kill in the name of this religion saying you did in the name of this God? You shouldn't do that. I agree. You know, they tried to say they tried to go and and liberate uh Israel. Well, you know, the Holy Land back during the um the Holy Wars. What what the what those people up in Europe had to do with what was going on in in uh Israel in the Holy Land during that time in history? Nothing. They was going to rob those people because they wanted their jewels, their gold, and their spices. The same thing they did to the Africans, the same thing they did to the, the native people of this country when Europeans came over here, the same thing they did all over the world. They did it in the name of a religion, and it was wrong. And the the same this and for so many years they've told we as black people use religion as a reason not to fight back, but they use religion to enslave us. They use religion to keep us downtrodden and under their feet. So why not? So why not use religion to rise up against them? Because that's what the slaves in the Bible did. They rose up against the Pharaoh to gain their freedom. And so until we do it in a way to let them know 
They can never enslave us. They can't treat us like this. Any other, I mean, no more. Then they're going to continue to do it and treat us like we're nothing. I'm sorry I had to take that in that direction. I took us somewhere else we shouldn't have went, but. <laughs> you, need, you needed to get that off your heart, my friend. Yeah, that that was in me, man. I'm sorry. I've been holding on there for a minute. All right, man. All right. Uh, let's, let's pull it back, pull it back, pull it back. All right, man. Um, let's get into um, other main topic. We got the, um, the article came out, top five storytelling rap songs of the 90s. Uh, on this list, they got Biggie. Uh, I got a story to tell. Warren G. Regulate. Tupac, Brenda's Got a Baby, Wu-Tang, Impossible, and Ice Cube, It Was a Good Day. Now, me personally, I feel there's a lot of songs in the 90s that are missing from this list. Um, one couple songs in particular, I would say, would be Outkast Elevators and Will Smith Summertime. Thoughts? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. My favorite. You, you, got it, you got it first, Uh, In my opinion... A couple of songs by LL Cool J. Um, I need speak love. love. Well, no, that's yeah, the 80s. I need. Yeah, that's the eighties. Yeah, I need love. It's the eighties. Oh, uh, but hey, love. Um, yeah, hey, love. Yeah. yeah. Um, another song um, from Outkast would be Sporty Oli, Dopalicious Angel, The yeah. Art of Storytelling Part One. Um, and two. And, yeah, and, and two. two. Yeah, um, the roots, Erica Badu, you got me. Um, Lauren Hill, um, that thing. Yep. Um, Fantasia, when I see you. That's more R and B. That is, man. I'm sorry. I, I don't know why I was thinking about that. I think I think I was trying to make a joke, man. I'm sorry. Oh, but oh. <laughs> I'm just trying to do my job. Um, man, I can go on and on. Well, they say it from the '90s. My bad. Yeah, T.I. I'm just trying to do my job. That's like that's 2000s, bro. Yeah, that's 2000s. My bad. But you know, like from the '90s, man. Um, first of the month, Bone Thugs and Harmony. Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, Crossroads by them. Yeah. Crossroads. I mean, I can go on and on, man. I had to think of more, but man, keep. I'm gonna let you have it, man, because like I'll talk forever. I didn't talk enough already. Be honest, you did. You did better than I would. Um, out of the, out of the, the storytelling songs from the '90s, I really couldn't tell you too many. But the ones that we had, uh, you know, regulate was a good one. Ice Cube today was a good day as a classic. I mean, you can't you can't beat it. Um, another storytelling one that was good, man. I, I mentioned it earlier. Um, Biggie got a song, and I think this was more '90s. Forgive me if it's 2000. Everyday struggle royalty um, from the uh, I think what album was that? Uh, Everyday struggle with with him as the baby on the cover. What album is that? Uh, 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 ready to die? No. Uh, ready? Yeah. No, it's not. Is it ready to die? Yeah, that's ready to die. Ready to die. Okay. Life about to- like about the death of him standing on the hearse. Right, right, Is that right. 90, 90s or 2000? That's, that's, that's 90s. No, that's 90s. That's 90s. Everyday Struggle. Everyday Struggle, man, is a song of Biggie that I can relate to. And one of the most most vivid ones on my mind right now, besides of the regular ones that we've named, Everyday Struggle to me was just a song that was just 
it was grimy, but it was the it was how, how can they say it now that nowadays I think we say it uh it, it it it's the truth, but it ain't pretty. Yeah, right, you know what right. I mean. It's the truth, but it ain't pretty. And and everyday struggle was definitely the truth that was not pretty, but it was definitely reality. You know what I mean? And right. from us being where we from, I mean, it don't take much to witness um, a lot of people who, who live the everyday struggle, especially a lot of guys who came up in the hood who feel like it was no way out, you know, and, and, and selling the rock was the only way, you know, so... Uh, that's one of my more memorable and favorite uh, storytelling songs that I can think of about the head. Yeah, Ego one, Ego one right here, and I know Keepa can appreciate this. I be in by fly. Yes, sire. Yes, sire. Play a fly, play a fly, play a fly. Now look, I didn't know he was going underground. <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, well I don't know. I think that I got my shovel ready. Hey. If we, it, 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 like, if we go toward the south, like MJG, coming out yeah. hard. Yeah. <laughs> if we go to the south, you know what I'm saying? You know, most of Starface. 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 A lot of storytelling. Yeah, a lot um, of storytelling on face. Yeah. A lot of storytelling hits. I mean, Smile we, is a perfect example. Oh, man. Smile is a perfect one. Yeah. Him and Pop. Yeah, that was a perfect one. Yeah, man. So, you know, it's a lot from that era. Because that's when, because I think, kind of feel like when the 2000s came on, the art of story, storytelling kind of died a little bit. You know what I'm saying? You had some that was telling stories like, like Jeezy, Jeezy good, T.I. good at telling stories, Luda good at telling stories, Jay-Z good. Oh, man, how could I forget? How could I forget anything about Nas? I didn't say his name, not one song by Nas. Ooh. You know? Yes, sir. So, you know, man, pretty much anything Nas did was storytelling. Yeah, anything Nas, Biggie, um, Compton. Compton, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we could have made the list go on and on. Yeah. yeah. We could have made it on and on. No doubt about it. Yeah. All right, man. So, uh, we got... Okay, so, BT Woods coming up. Um, I want to go over a couple categories that are hip-hop related. Uh, chime in on these real quick. Um, okay, so we got a category for best group. We got 2 Chains and Lil Wayne, Drake and Future, Puff Dad and the Family. Um, I never can say these guys' names right. Uh, Ray Sherman. Ray Sherman. Ray Sherman. Yeah, Ray. Okay, Ray Sherman uh, and the Internet. Um, out of these groups, who y'all got? Who you guys going for? I'm going with Drake Future. I'm going with Drake Future. Me too, man. Me, me, me too. I, 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 that's the only way I see it. I really don't consider Drake and Future or uh, Lil Wayne and 2 Chains as a group. But since they in there, I'm going to go with Drake and Future. So. And truth of the matter is, Ray Sherman. And uh, I think Ray Sherman, of course, is actually a group. Yeah. Uh, matter of fact, they may be the only group. Uh, actual real group. Uh, the rest of them are just collab. You know, they've done collaborations together. So if the world is gonna base off like real group, yeah, again, Ray Sherman, of course, um, because they've been doing numbers, man. Whether um, people are realized or not, and they're from our home state, uh, Tupelo. Um, these guys have been putting on since they've hit the forefront, and that's due to Mike Will and the marketing uh, that Mike Will has put behind those guys. And you know, of course, Ray Sherman backwards is spelled eardrums, which is um, 
which is Mike Mike Wheel's, you know, production team, ear drum. So um, that's how Ray Sherman is, and just that spell backwards. But they're the only authentic group. But popularity, you know, Drake and Future may win. You know. Yeah, they love it. Yeah. All right, so we got our uh, next category. We got best male hip hop artists. We got Drake, Fetty Wap, Future, J Cole, and Kanye West, and Kendrick Lamar. Ooh, finally some competition. I was so glad to see all those names in the same box. Yeah, uh, that's a hard one. Yeah, that's a hard one. I, I have to let somebody else take that one first. Drake gonna win it, but I feel like J. Cole should win. I don't know, man. Kendrick, uh... It should be between J. Cole and Kendrick. Yeah. So, so where do we put Ye in this position? Uh, they probably put Ye in this position because of Michael Pablo, but I'm like... It only came out this year, so I'm like, I, I don't know what the cutoff point is for BT Awards, but because I would think it would, you know, kind of reflect on 2015 and not right. too much of 2016. I could see Kanye West being on next year's ballot, but right. I, don't really, I don't really think I don't really he should, I don't think he should be because he didn't really come out with it. He came out with one single last year, and that was it. Compared to how compared to the state of uh, hip hop or rap or whatever the it is that everybody calls it. I mean, you could tell that at this point, man, they just got to put names in the category. Yeah. You know, we just got to fill the spots in order to, because I mean, when you think about it, man, it's not really, I mean, you got Kanye, Kendrick. When you're looking at it from, from our point of view, people who really look into music and numbers and things like that, like you say, royalty, man, uh, Ye shouldn't even made the ballot. He shouldn't have made the ballot. Uh, and Drake, overall number-wise, I don't know who did the most numbers out of Drake, Kendrick, or Cole. Yeah. Now, Fetty Wap is in there because he did have a good year last year, but he hadn't won an award. Right. He hadn't won an award yet. Right. Uh, and I don't think he deserved one, to be honest with you. Uh, that's just me on Fetty Wap. I don't think Fetty Wap's a... Uh, I don't think he's a lyricist or anything, but I think he brings what, what the culture of hip-hop um, is all about. He brings something different. It's, you know, it's artistic. It's, you know, it's of the time. Um, I would have put Young, I would have put Young Thug before Fetty Wap. That's me. I'm glad somebody thinks like I think on certain even though he, Yeah, even though he had a hit, I mean, I would take Young Thug lyrically over... Uh, over a Fetty Wap any day. There's no lyrics there. It's great beats and great hooks, and, and I give it to him. He even has a good voice, you know what I mean, that he that he's learned to utilize to his advantage. But uh, let's say Drake, man. What you got, y'all? I'm, I'm going for Cole, man. Okay, all right. So we'll go to the next one. Last one we got, we got uh, Best Female Hip Hop Artists. Uh, Dave Loaf, Lil' Kim, Missy Elliott, and Nicki Minaj and Remy Ma. This is kind of sort of a no-brainer. But did Lil' Kim, not Lil' Kim, but did Nicki really release anything last year? Honestly, she just wrote the album she had from the previous year. All year That's long. it. That's it. And people don't understand that, man. A lot of people are not getting the... Uh, and I wouldn't expect it to be... Uh, the tricks and the trades of the industry. Uh, a lot of people, even Fetty, Fetty rolled, uh, he rolled that track almost a year. Yeah, then drop the album, shoot, he just dropped Then drop, and nobody even knows about it. I'm pretty sure the album still won't be compared to the, what the single did. Right. But, um, you know, that's just the world we live in. Nick is a no-brainer, man, I mean. Yeah, she's going to win based off popularity, too. Because I mean, think about it, 
Dave is the only one out of this group that's released right. album in 2015 because nobody else did. Say, yeah, what did Remy Ma do besides get out of jail and be on Love and Hip Hop? And, right. You know, a few features. She really hadn't put up any numbers yet. Yeah. And even if Missy would have dropped the album, a lot of these kids these days don't even exactly. know who Missy Elliott is. So yeah, it's she, over their head. It'll be more of an eye crowd than anything. Yeah, she yeah. did. Now, she did do big numbers when she appeared at the Super Bowl last year. And then, you know, she piggybacked off of that and then dropped the, dropped the single that she had to WTF. But she didn't piggyback off of there, there wasn't another single to follow up with it to, to be like right. to, to anticipate an album. So, so yeah, it's gonna probably be Nicki. Yep. All right, man. So I think we've had a very eventful 26th episode of the Hip Hop Rejects. Um, first off, I want to say that uh, let you guys know ways to listen to us every single week. Uh, you guys can get the Hip Hop Rejects on SoundCloud, iTunes, Sprinker, TuneIn Radio. We're now on Google Play Music for all the Android users. You can also download the podcast Addict off the Android Google Play Store. Uh, you can catch all our new episodes dropping every single Monday on all of these services. Uh, you guys can also follow us on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Just look up the Hip Hop Rejects. And also, um, we're also doing, putting on, you know, putting on for indie artists. So we've received a couple, you know, a couple pieces of music from some indie artists that's looking to, you know, get noticed and get some feedback from us. So we'll be looking into uh, putting some artists on. So make sure you guys hit us up at thehiphoprejects at gmail.com um, and put in the subject line, Indie Spotlight. That way we'll, it'll kind of draw our attention to uh, checking it out and listening to it. Um, Keeper, you want to put up your uh, social media tags, man? Yeah, man, uh, I greatly appreciate it. You can find me, really, to make it easy for you guys if you go to Google and just Google. Okay, cool. E-P-A space R-U-F-F-I-N. I am um, in the building. You can find me anywhere on social media, any type of social media you can basically think of. It's Keeper Up and K-E-P-A space R-U-F-F-I-N. I enjoyed um, you guys tonight, man, as usual. I, I, I appreciate you all having me as a guest. Hey, man. All that made me a member of the show. And we've been family forever, so, you know, I'm always here, man. Last week, um, I got tied up with some events, uh, last-minute events. You know how to grind and beat. Oh, yeah, I'm okay. out here trying to chase the struggle and get the name known. But it's always a pleasure, man. And shout-out to all the fans who support and listen, man. We appreciate you. We love you. Thanks a lot. All right. Uh, Young, you got anything else, bro? Man, all I got to say, man, Keeper, we appreciate you. Can't wait to have you on the show again. Thank you. Um, And, you know, y'all forgive me for my ranting and raving this episode. I'll be my happy-go-lucky self next (laughs) episode. So, you know what I'm saying? We just had some topics. We did just, you know. Kind of touched the nerve, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He ain't yeah. touching nerve. It's stepped on the nerve. <laughs> so, you know what I'm saying? But, uh, you know, man, y'all stay blessed out there, man. You know, don't take nothing I said the wrong way because I ain't down. I ain't talking bad about nobody, religion or nothing. How you praise, how you get your spiritual relief in your life. That's your business. You know what I'm saying? Because I do my thing my way. So, you know what I'm saying? On that, I can say y'all stay blessed. Y'all live life. Y'all laugh. Y'all love. And we'll see y'all next week.
never met before until I'm overseas on tour and peep this Ethiopian queen from Philly taking classes abroad. She's studying film and photo flash focus record. Says she working on a flick and cut my click through the score. She says she loved my show in Paris at Alicia Momar and that I stepped off the stage and took a piece of her heart. We knew from the start that things fall apart. Intense and shatter. She like that shit don't matter when I get home. Get out of through letter phone. Whatever. Let's link. Let's get together. Shit you think not? Think the thought went home and forgot. Time passed. We back in Philly. Now she up in my spot. Telling me the things I'm telling her is making her hot. Started building with her constantly round the clock. Now she in my world like hip hop. They keep telling you, telling you, yeah. Yo, I need- 